The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I mention the machine. Welcome back to the Mention the Machine, ladies and gentlemen and others, I suppose. This is episode 29. Ooh, I didn't even have to ask Joel what episode it was. Because I looked ahead of time. Because I didn't know. And Joel's brain is off. But Joel is uh, also having a sinus event because of the spicy Thai noodles. I got Thai hot. Yeah. The spicy noodles were good. But... It's, it's almost for the end of February, Joel. I know. Almost we, the end of our, our pull-up challenge. We skipped the week because of the weather. Yeah, it got cold, and then now it got warm again, and now it's getting cold again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, almost the end of our pull-up challenge. How's the pull-ups been going for you, Joel? Well, as you said, I created an evil spreadsheet, <laughs> and I figured out how many a day I had to do, and I've been doing that many minimum a day, except for the one day I did 25. But I had, nice. couple, I had a couple 50s. I had a couple 40s. Let's see. I have done 858 pull-ups so far. Nice. Nice. So if I do 35 and a half a day, I will make it with the one rest day left. Excellent. Excellent. I've uh, taken a couple different rest days than Joel because my elbows oddly started to feel the pain. and I didn't want to risk the uh, tendonitis for the rest of my life because of a pull-up challenge. How does that work? Like you get to your tendons, just get ruined. So. Oh. At least I think. But, um, yeah, so, like, when the, the elbows started hurting from pull-ups, which I was expecting, you know, soreness in the back and things like that, not my elbows to be the part that gave out. But <clears throat> I will say that my my number of pull-ups per set has definitely got increased. They're a lot easier. I can now, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> pretty confidently bang out 10 pull-ups in a row, which was kind of the goal of the month for me because initially it was like I could do a uh, a solid set of three to five, and then I'd have to, hop off the bar and then wait a couple minutes or a minute and hop back up, so. At one point I did do 20 in a row. Nice. I found I could ridge my bar, made it harder. Yeah, Yeah, when your feet can't touch the floor. No, they're they're barely touching the floor, but it's a different thing. Yeah, a whole different beast then, but. Nick uh, gave me some shit, he goes, I wanna see your form, maybe you're not doing it right. (laughs) Okay, motherfucker. So I recorded, he goes, I'm just messing with you. Form is fine. <laughs> <laughs> really, the form, how can you mess it up? You go down, you go up. Mm-hmm. Unless you're uh, using a chair or something. Nope. No chair. Or if you're doing kipping pull-ups, I suppose. But kipping pull-ups just seem dangerous, especially if your pull-up bar is the setup I have there, where it's a couple of two-by-fours bolted to the, the rafters and a pipe going through it. Swinging around on that would not be fun. I suppose it wouldn't be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pull-up, pull-ups I thought would be uh, easier than the squats, but I actually think I enjoy the squats more than the pull-ups because there was more more time for rest in between. Mm-hmm. Whereas every day I say, ah, shit, I got to go out and do pull-ups. You love your pull-ups. Hmm? You love your pull-ups. Mm, this I is don't. your idea. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> the fun part is going to be, uh, I guess, maybe next week when we go to the climbing gym or something. Okay. We gotta get to use all that new upper body strength. So, you got any questions about Me? life? Me questions about life and all the time, but nothing I can put the put this a statement right now. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> I've just been thinking about uh, how how the patterns of days repeat and 
how the I guess the the main goal is to capitalize on that and use the power of compounding to your own benefit. But I haven't figured that out yet. As you know, off off podcast, we've been talking. <clears throat> My routine has been completely upside down. Mm-hmm. Been helping various friends with different stuff, and had to go into work a couple of days, and. It occurred to me, the reason I'm so, like, just, I don't want to do anything is because all my routines are just gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I was getting up early, I was doing shit, and then I was like, okay, well, I gotta get up a little extra early so I can get my friend's daughter to the hospital to see your dad, because he was in the hospital for a month. And then I was like, oh, you gotta take your laptop with you. So then it's like, oh, well, usually I just eat at home. It's like, okay, well, I'm already out, might as well get something, or... Oh, well, I'm out. I'm out to do this. It's like, just, everything's been, like, just unstable. <laughs> it's like going on vacation from your life, but in the, the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I've got stuff to do, but the stuff I want to do, I can't do. Yeah, I have buddies that they, um, like, they're, uh, <clears throat> like, a, a fi- he's a firefighter, and so his routine is really messed up because he's not on a set <clears throat> schedule at all for anything. He's got a... <clears throat> He's got, you know, he's he's a couple of days on, a couple of days off here and there, and he's never knows when he's going to be on call. So it's very hard for him to set up a consistent routine in life. I understand. <coughs> Excuse me, that was the the Thai noodles getting to me. <coughs> Apparently, they were spicier than I thought. But they said the uh, the fluids are moving. Apparently, I can't get this microphone placement correctly. <laughs> that a little bit more just don't put it down your pants nope so like i've been having all these weird nightmares the past couple of days <laughs> and i can't put prime or reason to them and like spiking season's almost here for me like like first thing in the morning going out and riding 10 20 miles mm-hmm. but just too cold like first thing in the morning right now which is annoying yeah that's the hardest part about when the weather starts to get nice around here not that I want to have a conversation about the weather, but it is that way where it's like cold in the mornings and cold at night, but it's nice in the day. Mm-hmm. Which makes great sleeping weather, though, because like last night, since the temperature dropped, I slept like a goddamn baby. But a couple nights ago when it was like 70 degrees out, it was like I didn't have the air conditioners in, so too warm for sleeping. Yeah, so like every time it's perfect for riding, I can't ride because I'm either busy or I don't feel like it. Mm. Like yesterday was perfect. My friend said, and I'm like, no. I refuse. Out of spite, I'm not going biking today. <laughs> Fuck you, weather. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the other thing. I don't think we told them that we signed up for the MS ride, did we? We have not. Uh, yeah, so Joel and I signed up to ride 100 miles from Pittsburgh up to Lake Erie um, <clears throat> in June. Hold on, I thought it was 150. Might be, I don't know. I know there's an extra set if we want it, but I think the, uh, the initials... We have to take the extra oh, set. Of course we do, but, <clears throat> you know, we might even do a podcast once we get the Erie. I will definitely bring the gear. On your bike. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> it just fits, huh? But, uh, yeah, we signed up for that. It's uh, All proceeds benefit the MS Society. Um, my my father has MS. Two of my friends had MS. Um, well, I guess they still have it, but... The symptoms have waned a little bit. Um, so, yeah, we're fundraising for that individually. I think it's funny. Uh, everyone's like, oh, who are you riding for? I'm just in it for the miles. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> you know MS? Not that I know of. <laughs> Forrest Gump mode. Mm-hmm. I just felt like running. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hmm. But I was amazed that, like, I got my goal in, like, three and four hours, like, Couple people give me hundred bucks. I'm like, 
oh, because they've got family members that have a mask. I'm like, I guess this is important to people. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, there's a lot of weird, uh, and I shouldn't say weird, but there's a lot of potential good therapies out there that I've read articles about in recent years and things that could potentially cure it, but who knows, you know. <clears throat> Only time will tell. Mm. That's deep, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having a lot of deep, like, processing the past couple of weeks. It's getting kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. You've been sitting by the waterfall too much? Mm-hmm. Now, you've been in hospitals too much and dealing with sick people and things like that. People having life-changing events happen to them. Well, apparently I'm a caretaker or some freaky sort. <laughs> like my one buddy, like every time he's oh, thank you so much for coming. Like, you brightened up my day. Like, I had a bad day and you showed up and we just had a couple laughs and and just like, when did I become the guy that just does everything? I thought that was what you always wanted to be. That's who you always were. Yeah, but like, like I don't know. My buddy is like, in the, in, he's in a physical rehab now for because he's an amputee now. And like, he had a really bad day the one day. He's like, yeah, like this is all bad, and you showed up, and everything went was just better. I'm like, <laughs> tell what did I do? Like, I just hung out and talked. That makes a big difference to a lot of people. I know, but like, that's the thing that's been getting me a lot lately. It's like. Unfortunately, every week we'd have lunch together, and like when the weather's good, I go out to slide my buddy, hang out with him. Like, I've got people I talk to on a regular basis, and some people don't have that. It's like it's kind of scary to think about like what that what's that like. So what you're saying is there's a benefit to socializing, Joe, and not being a hermit. I played the fifth. <laughs> 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 but there's a difference between being a hermit and like just being antisocial. Yeah. Yeah. I think the whole antisocial movement, like, I don't know where that came from. I guess that started in, like, the 90s, but... I'm very selective who I socialize with. And ever since the divorce, it made me realize that, that that's... It wasn't like I didn't hate people. I hated being around certain people. Yeah. I like how you say that as though the divorce was so long ago. <laughs> ever since the divorce. <laughs> oh, well, because of the whole diverse proce- divorce process, like, I've been thinking about stuff and talking to people... And like the way I've been explaining it, it's like it's almost like you got a puzzle you're putting together and you think you know what the picture is, but all of a sudden like it clicks. I'm like, oh, that's not what this picture is. You mean you're not like the accountant? You can do the puzzle upside down? Nope. <laughs> like touch, touch of the tism. Like all the puzzles, all the puzzle pieces, all of a sudden like go together a different way. Now I'm like, that's not supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. Puzzle keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joel is a, uh, he's official now, he got his, uh, certificate. Yep. So, he's a free man. Actually, I'm still a cox, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's funny, because, like, I didn't, I, I didn't, t- I don't know if I told you this story, but one of my friends who I didn't know was, I don't know if there's, uh, let me put it this way, he showed up on, on a dating profile, mm. I'm like, huh. Guess the marriage didn't work out. <laughs> what was the, the? I saw a meme where it was like the lady who's like, "I found my boyfriend on Tinder," and it's like, "Well, what the hell were you doing on Tinder?" <laughs> <laughs> no, my my actual favorite one meme is, she, the wife says, "You sound like my ex-wife." I know you were married before. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw that meme before, but it was like the guy sitting at the table and the wife was in agony. He's like, man, you sound just like my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, marriage and divorce. Yeah. 
But I got my bike tuned up. There you go. So I went out Tuesday, and that was not a good day. <laughs> my, my buddy always calls my, my, my road bike my cheater bike because he wants the resistance for the mountain bike. I'm like, I'll just gear down. I geared down, and he just smoked me. I'm like, give me another month. We'll fix this. Yeah, it's not a cheater bike. That's what it's for. Exactly. <laughs> You can call his mountain bike a cheater bike when if you go on the mountain with bike if you if you go trail riding with him on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Well, he's always like, "Oh, I want the resistance. I want the resistance. I want. I want a strain." I'm like, "Just gear down." Yeah. Or just it's Pittsburgh. Go find some hills. Like mm -hmm. plenty of resistance around here. I want the speed. So do I. I'll go fast. It was funny because the guy uh, tuned my bike. He goes, "Yeah, I took it for a spin. That bike's fast." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I know. That's why I love it." <laughs> Yeah, I gotta take my bike down. I've been saying that for years. I haven't had a tune up in forever. Well, you should definitely need to go before we do the Iron City. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For those in the Pittsburgh area, Iron City bikes—they are amazing. I've never been to them, but they uh, well, for, for whatever reason on my work computer they're blocked. I can't go to their website mm -hmm. on my work computer. I'm telling you right now, I have my bike in under 24 hours. This is the time to go before the weather gets actually nice. The second the weather gets nice, you're gonna have 25 people in front of you. Mm. So. Bastards. I take it down like today or tomorrow. You have it by Tuesday. Yeah. They're off on Mondays. I might need it on the weekend. You need tuned up so you don't on the side of the road on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's my biggest fear. 100 miles in and like, I can't finish the race. What do you mean I can't finish the race? Oh, they're going to have little road crews. Like the people that will fix your bike at the, the rest stops and stuff. So. We ain't stopping the rest stops. Yeah, right. <laughs> My goal is to make it to, to pass it on one or two rest stops and maybe decide to stop. Mm -hmm. Joel thinking he's doing this. Joel's getting crazy again. This is Joel forgot about the sixty mile bike ride. I didn't forget about it. <laughs> I want I want the elevation so I know what I'm training for. <laughs> Apparently, it's mostly like off 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 country roads like. We're not going to be in too much traffic and things like that, so should be good. I'm more of an elevation. I care about traffic. I can play Frogger. <laughs> <clears throat> I just want to know if I'm, if I'm, if I'm doing another 10-mile <clears throat> another ten mile climb, because that was... Whew. Technically, we shouldn't be, since we're biking towards a lake. We should be going more downhill. Mm -hmm. There will be plenty of jelly beans, so don't worry. <laughs> That's just cheating. Hey man, that did all that. That every bit helped. <laughs> Joel, what's that? Right, you're rubbing on your skin. Lance Armstrong's blood. <laughs> it's still got, it's still got a kick. <laughs> I actually did buy the that that uh, short liner for the biking. Highly recommend. What the hell's that? It's like a. They claim it's biking underwear. It's a fucking bike. It's bike shorts with padding. Mm -hmm. But they just go under your regular clothes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, those are good. Yeah, I don't like too much padding on the seat for some reason. Like, like Mars bike back there, it's got a she got like a, a big pad thing on there, and I can't mm. ride on that. It's too too soft. Mm. I need a reason to get where I'm going faster. It's got to be uncomfortable. I have a pad on mine, but it's not as good. And I I actually I, I can ride with just the uh, the <coughs> the liner now. I'm like, this is actually nice. Rick's seat, I think, is made out of wood. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. Surprise has a seat. <laughs> Actually, I think it's just like an old leather. It's a, it's a, it's a expensive saddle. It's the type you take off when you go into like a restaurant so nobody steals it. Mm -hmm. 
Plus, you're one of those kink people. <laughs> no, they steal the, sa- the saddle, not the bike. No, they steal the bike because there's no saddle. Those weirdos. Mm-hmm. Then they find out that you filled your tubes with hot dogs. <laughs> so let's talk about March, because March is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So March, we're going to be doing the uh, some Wim Hof challenges. Less physical, more mental. It's breathing, breathing work and cold showers. A little bit of push-ups in there. So what happens is you do, uh, every day you're going to do three rounds of Wim Hof breathing. And on the fourth, at the fourth round, <clears throat> you'll do the bright breathing. And before you, instead of taking your, instead of holding your breath with the, uh, with no air in your lungs, you're going to do, do a set of push-ups. And then you breathe in. Okay. But since, since you've supercharged your body with oxygen and lowered your CO2 levels, you'll find you're able to do more pull-ups without getting tired. Okay. Where do the showers come in? Every day, take a shower cold shower start out in 10 seconds and build up to three minutes three minutes is easy all you gotta do is if you get in the shower and you wash yourself like joel might have to well i guess joel doesn't have any hair to shampoo but nope that beard keeps growing he's got to shampoo that i know beard gets shampooed separately (laughs) you don't do that in the shower nope weird well, the the directions, as you know, I follow. I try to follow directions as as, as closely as possible. <laughs> so they're supposed to leave it in for the thirty seconds or more. So I put the beard shampoo in, then brush my teeth for the two minutes, and then I go take my shower. Well, see, there you go. You put the beard shampoo in while you're washing yourself, and that that gives you your thirty seconds there, and then you wash it off in the shower. Like same thing. Like you wash your hair, you put conditioner in your hair, you wash your do you wash your body, you rinse everything off. That's about two minutes there. I'm liking this cold water idea. Ah, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Remember, you ain't got to go full on cold, but you want to make it a little uncomfortable. Oh, well, I thought it was... I. He didn't tell me that the last time I tried this shit. <laughs> I just turned the cold water on and jumped in. No, I mean, it, you, can, you can do it that way if you want, but it's like, for me, it's easier if I set it to cold, and then I get in there. And then, as I, after I'm in there for a second, I turn it. I start turning it more cold, more cold, until it's like the last ten seconds. It's like full on cold. Ah, uh, that's why I need instructions. So I don't fuck up like last time. <laughs> what do you mean I don't do the full set? <laughs> <laughs> you mean those are all the workouts, the exercises I'm supposed to do for the week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting into Warhammer a little bit. I've been playing Dark Tides on the computer, and I found out that there are people out there that have models you can print. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna print my army. I had enough rewards points for my credit card stuff that I actually was able to buy the books I needed without paying paying for them. Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of painful. <laughs> I saw a Warhammer meme. But um, the thing is, though, shit, lost my train of thought. Warhammer printing. Oh, yeah, so the, I, the army I chose, I watched one video. It's like, oh, it's like they're autistic people. With all the, 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 they took all the cool stuff out. <laughs> I'm like, and the more I read about this group, I'm like, wow, these guys are kind of like my spirit animal. <laughs> there, was a, there was a Warhammer meme I saw. It was uh, Doctor Who. And the lady's like, oh, he's talking to the companion. He's like, we can go anywhere, time and space. She's like, let's go 40,000 years in the future. He's like, no, no, we don't go 10,000 years within range of there. She's like, he's, she's like, why? We just don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we uh, were you reading anything good, Joel? Anything besides the uh, Robert Greene stuff? No, I am doing the Third Three Laws of Power. My dad's obsessed with this Jason. I can't remember his last name now. He's the next football player. Became um, farmer. My dad's obsessive because of the religious aspect. Hmm. But I hate this guy. Because this guy made me realize why I don't like certain people. My brain's always looking for inconsistencies in character. Mm-hmm. And, like, the guy's story's true. But the way he's telling the story, it's like, you're a hypocrite. Like, he talks about how his dad, when he was a kid, worked in D.C. and he lived in North, North Carolina. And he'd come down on the weekends or whatever. And he's over resentful his dad for not being around. Well... He was a fancy football player, and I was dropping kids off the daycare while he goes to play football, mm-hmm. being, the, being the guy he swore he'd never be. There's a song about that. It's called Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, it's funny. Like, I, I, like, every little thing, I, like, I point out to my mother. She's like, how do you notice that stuff? I'm like, it's what I do. And then she told me she watched some interviews with the guy, and his interviews don't, don't have the same tone as the book. Hmm. Something. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Just like I'm seeing all this stuff, and then there's a story he talks about. Like he gets the farm, he's like, "Oh, look, the land of milk and honey," and he cleans his five-year-old. Said, "I don't see milk and honey, Dad." He goes, he explained to him like, "Oh, you see that grass out there? The cows will graze there, and they'll make milk. See those those, those bees over those those flowers over there? The bees will call in, and they'll make honey." He plagiarized if we Lion King. And he goes, "Yeah, Dad, I gotta see it." I'm like, "No five-year-old talks like that." Yeah. <laughs> My mom's like. Well, my, your sister did, because I talked to them like adults in there when you guys were three and five, three to four, so. <laughs> but most people don't talk to their children like adults at that age. I'm like, I smell bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's, somebody bumped up the drama on that one. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, it's, it's bumped up. If you actually just told me the story, I'd be okay with it. But I'm seeing where you, yeah, where you, where you colored it. <laughs> Let me take my, my life story and run it through the, the Lifetime movie filter. Mm-hmm. Well, like another thing is he talks about it's faith and family first, but yet him and his wife were like getting further and further apart. And like he got this mansion, which had two bars in it, but he doesn't drink. So he stocked the bars full of alcohol and bought a $1,500 bottle of cognac. I'm like, why are you buying this stuff if you're not going to use it? And why, are you, if you don't drink, why are you, why do you have it? Yeah. I think I told you this before about the, the Zane Lamprey story about the most expensive drink he ever had. Mm-hmm. He was at, um, I think it was the Japanese whiskey distillery. It's like one of the oldest in the in the world. And they, they, he was talking. He was talking with the president of the company. The president went and like his own personal said He pulled out this bottle. It was like some fucking like outrageously old bottle of whiskey, like hundred years plus or something. And he uh, he poured a glass for each of them. And it was like like ten thousand dollars for an ounce of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like they were drinking. And he was like, yeah, it was good, but you know what it tasted like? Tastes like whiskey. <laughs> it's all it tastes, or scotch. It was scotch. Mm-hmm. It tastes like scotch. Like so, they have like a fifteen thousand dollar bottle of any liquor is just kind of stupid to me. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those. Uh, it's just not virtue signaling, but it's basically like, look how rich I am. I can afford this. Well, it's funny. There's a song from um, Childish Gambino called uh, "Sweatpants," mm-hmm. and it's all about like all the stuff he has and how the haters hate him because he has his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got a mansion on both coasts. I've got multiple bank accounts. He's got this electric card, and everyone just hates him because he's he's rich. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was like, oh, I'll get into Warhammer. Well, how much did he get started? It's like minimum two hundred dollars. A furnace iron seven hundred dollars. I'm like, where are these kids getting this money for this Warhammer shit? <laughs> like, their parents. But like, it's funny. Like, you look at this stuff, and like, it's too like 
the rule book is seventy dollars on the game on the actual website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for fifty off of Amazon. And like I did some searching and everything's cheaper on Amazon the actual website, which makes no sense. It should be the other way around. That's the way Amazon's beating people up though. I don't know because I I don't remember how much it was because I when I was a teenager we got into it. We never I think we played twice, but most of the time it was just buying figures and excuse me, painting them. But I don't remember anything, and nobody bought any, well, I can't say nobody, because my buddy Ben would have probably bought the book for 70 bucks, but I don't remember any books of being for $70. Yeah, but, like, you got to buy the base book. I'm going for Space Marines. i got to buy the Space Marine book. Then i got to buy the Codex, or the, the, the branch of Space Marines I bought. It's like, what the hell? But fortunately, I found most of my figures, like, in 3D print. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck you, Game Workshop. <laughs> Make me pay all this money. Well, now you, now you got to find a a cool group to play with. Well, I, I have a, I have some friends that um that I can play with, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I know like uh, Phantom of the Attic. They have their gaming store in Oakland. They have. Uh... Oh no, I'm not going to the game store. I'm gonna get laughed out of out of stock. <laughs> I might I, I might get burned at the stake for 3D printing my materials and not giving games. Game well, there's like the there's money. the gaming group that gets together up in uh, Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Oh, New Dimensions. Yeah, they they I, I thought about going out there and trying to find a D and D group a couple times. Just have to find the time, but uh, yeah, I'm. I started reading um, a book called uh, "Becoming the King," Ooh. which I didn't realize the, the amount of religion that was in there, and I also didn't realize that the author is from Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. So it's kind of kind of interesting some of the stuff he says in there. But it's 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 a pretty good book so far, despite it having like the religious bend. And that's something that makes me that I kind of find funny is like Warhammer has a lot of heavy religious overtone in it. <laughs> of course. Like they, they they describe the Space Marines as like being this like genetically engineered soldiers with a Jim Jones attitude. <laughs> Are you familiar with Jim Jones? No. Jim Jones was this guy in the seventies that had a cult. Oh, and like okay. he was very charismatic and all these people drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember now. Like you thought megachurch was about, oh, no, no, no. Jim Jones makes megachurch look like, you know, Sunday school. Yeah, it's all for the emperor and all that. I, I remember. Emperor and the heretics and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, some part of my brain gets uh, War, Warhammer and uh, Starcraft mixed up. Mm. I know there's like the same. I know there's like a similar like insect yeah. thing in both of them. I can see that. But Warhammer was there first. Yep. And I couldn't that put my because I finally put my finger on why I'm not a big fan of Warhammer altogether. First, I was built in the '80s, so a lot of the characters are '80s built, so they look kind of dated. <laughs> and then, like, it's the religious overtone. Like, okay, you guys are a bunch of atheists, but you're okay with this fictional mm-hmm. emperor thing. Like, how's that work? They, they, they're a- everyone's atheist against the the religions except for their own personal religion. It's been very interesting just dissecting things and looking at things and looking for the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Never mind that, man. I feel like I need to go out and do more shit so I'm not, like, thinking about this, all this shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's usually a sign you need to get out. Devote a couple, devote a little bit of time a day to thinking about weird shit and then get, go get some shit done. Yeah, well, I tried to make plans this weekend and, like, the couple of people I asked, like, oh, I'm like, you know what, well, Fuck it, I'm going to sit home and do some crazy shit. <laughs> it's like the Grant Morrison quote about uh, children and uh, the difference between children and adults. That children don't, children just accept the fact that Superman can fly and can shoot heat vision and stuff, whereas adults want to know the physics behind it. Mm-hmm. How can he really fly? How much can he really live? Blah, 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 blah. It's like that takes you out of the story and the enjoyment no, of you, it. You don't have, you have the specs of your, of, your, of your tools so you don't <laughs> go beyond tolerance. Uh, you just. 
and let the story live. I think that's the reason why I'm good at my job is because I started out as a kid buying parts for Radio Shack, reading all these manuals and stuff and specifications of voltage and tolerances and shit. Hmm. So now when I'm working in this stuff, I'm like, yeah, but there's not enough stats here. I don't know what this thing does. <laughs> or like, I know stuff because like, oh, security cameras? What kind are we talking about? I can bubble gum this shit at some security camera stuff. I actually did some bubble gum battles. Um, we were talking about data yesterday. And the guy's like, what's the difference data lake and data warehouse? I'm like, well, you got data lake, got data warehouse, got your data lake house, you got your data storehouse, you got this. And the guy's yeah, like, bubble gumped him. Mm-hmm. The guy's like, we're not going down this route. This, is, this, this will not end well. That's two times in this episode that we referred you to Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mama said, life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> I, th- I really believe if you can bubble gum a subject, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those games were fun. I, mean, I, I enjoyed play, painting those figures, but that was back, I remember it was like early 90s and it was goddamn hot all the time. And we didn't have an air conditioner in my room. And it was just huffing like, that paint. Huffing that paint, staying up to like 3 in the morning. Like, no internet. Neither have these fumes and look at these space marines or... We used to we used to listen to uh like we'd listen to a lot of heavy metal and stuff in my we were in a duplex so there was like a cement wall and then there was the neighbor and uh, the neighbor that moved in there was like some born again Christian lady and she thought we and she was she was black and she kept calling us white devils and everything else and like we played it up boy did we play it up awesome <laughs> way to go Eugene way to go yeah uh, you know. You can use stereotypes to your advantage. I do it all the time. <laughs> I um, my buddy was in the hospital a couple weeks ago, and late, I heard I heard the lady go around getting food orders, and she told me I had a blessed day. I'm like, ooh. He goes, what? I'm like, and I explained to him when I had a blessed. Day. He goes, yeah, but the woman at the black, the black church always told me I had a blessed day. I'm like, first off, Scott, did you do anything wrong? No, then that's okay. <laughs> if you're a dick and you have a blessed day. That means go fuck yourself. <laughs> he goes, oh. So the next day she comes in. I asked her about it. She goes, oh, yeah, he was an asshole. It's <laughs> like some people don't even say thank you. So I make sure they know that you need to say thank you. <laughs> hey, I had a thought that just occurred to me. Since it's February and it's Black History Month, can you get in the museum free? <sighs> I haven't tried it. Or don't you think you should? It makes sense, right? Yeah, it would make sense. There's a logic to it. It's mm-hmm. not like it's completely unheard of. Like, do black people go to museums? Mm, not really. <laughs> now, if it was a black museum, they'll most likely go. What the hell would be in a black museum? Black dinosaurs? So, years ago, it had to be like three or four years ago. Tupac Ceratops? Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I couldn't figure out if it was real or not, but there's this whole thing on Facebook about this black owned cell phone company and black made cell phones. I'm like, that shit's from China. <laughs> and I couldn't prove it was, if it was real or not. I sent my other buddy in the UK. It's like, is this shit real? I'm like, I can't figure it out. Like, uh-huh. I, I, like I couldn't find any background information. I'm like, this has got to be fake. Because if I can't find an official website... At least by now, you should find, be able mm-hmm. to find an official website. But the other thing that drives me nuts lately is everybody wants something ethnically or my, my, my background-owned company. Mm-hmm. But that just doesn't happen. No, and it seems like it completely breaks the idea of desegregation. Mm-hmm. Like everyone wants to segregate everything again. 
It makes no sense to me. Desegregation through segregation. There's a um, my company has these business resource groups. They've got one for people of color, BIPOC. Uh, it's BIPOC, so people of color, black, indigenous people. They got one for women. They've got one for vets. They've got one for disabled. But it's funny, the women's group is run by a man. And it's like, I told my manager, I'm like, this is segregation through, this is, segre- this is segregation through, like, um, through, uh, by grouping. She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I explained, she's like, huh, I didn't see it that way. I guess I'll tell somebody in HR about this. Yeah. Have all the people from those groups sit at a, t- a table in a large room mm-hmm. and then put the black table in the back of the room and see, see how it looks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that time a couple of years ago, you told me, yeah, I'm in this, I'm in this uh, meeting to learn how to talk to black people. I'm like, the answer is like human beings. <laughs> <laughs> talk to them the way I normally do. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say ghetto because it's offensive to black people. Like, what is that? When did black people get ownership of that word? Did you see the list from the one university? Yeah. You can't say brave. You can't say chief. You can't say... You can't say bury the hatchet. Mm-hmm. And like, come on. Like, next we can't smoke a peace pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that peyote is amazing. I would love to smoke a peace pipe. Me too. I'd like to sit in the desert and go on a spirit trip. I think that'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. I saw today, apparently, uh, uh, Aubrey Marcus, is that his name? Joe Rogan's friend that does the Honest stuff. He was talking about he went on some retreat where they lock you in like a dark cave, like no, no light or whatever, for like six days or something. I'm like, you're just in there for six days in the total dark, near total silence. Like, your brain starts hallucinating, starts producing DMT, so you start getting these other sensations and stuff. I feel, I feel like that's dangerous. Oh, I'm sure it very much is. Just like every time people talk about going on a, a ayahuasca trip, uh-huh. they're talking about meeting dragons and stuff and coming face to face with your true personality. I'm like, I don't know if I want to come out of an experience being a different person. It just means you gotta be stronger when you go in. Yeah. <laughs> I've slayed the psychedelic demon. <laughs> It's like, you killed the whole village, Eugene. You killed the whole village. <laughs> well, I've been talking to some friends. Like, I have a friend that she's dating a guy that has kids, and the kids are getting all weird. Their mother's on third shift now. And, like, the, the son's asking all these questions. Like, they're not asking these questions. Your mom's asking you to ask these questions. Uh-huh. And she's like, the one kid, like, last night, he's like, I don't want to live anymore. I'm like, send him to the mother. Let him stay there for a couple of years uh-huh. and see what happens. Uh-huh. I guarantee he'll come screaming back, I want to go back to daddy. Yeah. That's always the comparison that they always show is like the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's two kids. Uh-huh. The one that was raised by the mother and the one that was raised by him. Uh-huh. The one that was raised by the mother is like all fat and like kind of goofy looking. And the one uh-huh. that was raised by him is like a bodybuilder and all <laughs> like strong and competing and stuff. It's like you make your, ch- you, sometimes the environment does shape you. Uh-huh. But I mean, my friend's like, when are they going to realize? I'm like, it's going to happen years down the road. They're going to be talking to somebody else and realize, oh, wait. My childhood wasn't normal. Like, oh, wait, my dad's actually trying to help me. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I ran a mom, and that's why I'm fucked up right now. Yeah, what is it, uh, what's that term? Like, it's a, a young, a young I mean, no, maybe it's a Freud term. It's the, uh, not, not the evil mother, but it's something like that. Where it's like the mother holds the kids close to them because she needs the kids to help validate her existence or something. And so she ends up, like, ruining the kids by overprotecting them and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
forget the name of it, but it's, a, it's apparently a pretty powerful thing, and that's what a lot of, that's what, according to people like Jordan Peterson, that's what's happened to a lot of people nowadays, because they're raising fatherless homes, and their mothers are, like, trying to raise these boys, and she's not letting them actually be boys, mm-hmm. you know, toxic masculinity, all that sort well, of stuff. Well, we fall down to learn how to get back up again. Uh-huh. I always like that one webcomic where it's like the kid's like playing and the meteor falls and lands on him or whatever and the, the, the dad's like, don't don't make a big deal of it. If you make a big deal of it, he'll start crying. And they, they just look at him and he's like, the kid gets right up and he's like, daddy, look, a meteor fell on me. And he's like, that's nice, son. And like the kid just runs off playing. Like, but they're like, oh my God, what happened? The kid, ah. Well, I was talking to my one friend a couple weeks ago. It's like, as a kid, as a, as a young adult, like, I had no choice. Either it got done or it got done. Like, I remember one time I fractured my toe and I'm like, I had to do dishes. My dad's dishes got to get done. And I hauled them and did the dishes. I'm like, they got done. It's like, sometimes you're the only person left to do it. And if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. So, like, what do you do? Yeah, I saw a thing today where it was, um, if you raise your kids and you make them doing chores as a normal part of the day to day activity and not like, a special thing, oh, you've got to do your chores, and like, mm-hmm. you know, and like, then it feels like a punishment, whereas if you just make it part of the day-to-day routine, kids are okay with it, because it's just like, this time of day we go do the dishes, or this mm-hmm. time of day, like, we help clean up, and... Mm-hmm. This time of day we go slay a dragon. Yeah. This time of day you got to milk the cows. Anything can be normal, which is, I think, is the thing I'm starting to realize now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean you didn't work on cars every day after school? Oh, what, you didn't learn Russian at the age of four? Yeah. You weren't raised by an international team of assassins? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can, it's weird the amount of stuff you can do to kids. If you really wanted to, uh-huh. you just got to not do it the, the hard-headed way. Like, like Jocko talks about his kids, and he got them into jujitsu and he was making them compete, and he was making them compete in a weight division they were, they were too small for because he wanted to make them tougher. And he was like, wait a second, I'm ruining my kids. <laughs> like, they're not having any fun with this. You get fun once you graduate. <laughs> you get to have fun when you win. Winners have fun, quitters don't. <laughs> it's like that, uh, the second Creed movie one with Cal Drago's kid. And it was like what that guy did to him because Rocky beating him. Like... He did it trying to win back the mother, and it's like, bad move. I saw that third one's coming out. I'm like, do I want to get into this? Because I never watched the Rocky movies. None of them? None. Jesus, dude. I didn't really care. Man, those are the best, like, underdog stories there ever were. All of them, except for the fifth. The fifth one's probably skippable. That's when Rocky has brain damage from fighting Cal Drago in the fourth one. Mm-hmm. One yeah. through four. Yeah, when you say Cal Drago, I thought Game of Thrones. I'm like, whoa. I know, oh, maybe it is Cal Drago. What the hell is his name? His name, oh, Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago's his okay. name. I'm like, this sounds like some Game of Thrones shit. Game yeah. of Thrones shit. You don't remember that episode of Game of Thrones when Rocky showed up and beat him up in the ring? And, and No, I don't. Said, if I can change and you can change, everyone can change. Rocky's a goddamn national treasure. Who's in a fight, Rambo or Rocky? Well, Rambo would fucking stab him, so. Like like Rambo said in that movie, he'd bring any weapons. <laughs> They're like, no. He's like, you didn't change in nothing. <laughs> oh, pop culture. Yeah. I'm glad Sylvester Stallone's still out there. I'm glad uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's still out there. It's sad what's happening to Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. 
All our childhood, all our heroes are old. Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depressing. So I guess we'll the show. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads into the perfect end of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> In case, in case anybody's listening that didn't know, we've been sneaking in little post-credit things where uh, it's when we do our audio tests. So some of them are a little funny. Yeah, some of them are not funny. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are sound bites that will probably be used against us in a court of law. One day. Bring it. <laughs> you had to listen to the episode to find it. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that concludes this episode, Joel. Yeah. Um, 40 we'll, minutes. We'll come back in a... Well, next week we'll be... Next week still... Uh, next nope. week will be March. Uh-huh. So we'll, we'll be done with the pull-up challenge. Um, if we do an episode, we'll be just starting the Wim Hof thing. And I, I really want to hear about Joel's first three-round trip through the Wim Hof breathing because it's, it, it's kind of cool. It's, you, feel, you feel different definitely doing it. I um, won't say you get high, but you get a little high off of oxygen. I've been looking for this high off of all this bullcrap and haven't found it yet. It's the dopamine, Joel. You gotta get the dopamine. Apparently, the trick is to. You gotta trick your body so you don't get the dopamine rush from completing the task, but by doing the task. I get the dopamine rush from solving problems no one else can solve. But solving the problem, but not like being in the act of solving the problem is where you're supposed to trick your body into getting the dopamine rush. So then that makes you more motivated to just do stuff versus completing the task, which you get the rush and then you're done. See, the problem is I have ADHD, so my dopamine's all fucked up. All my executive decisions. So I'm surprised I'm actually able to tie my shoes and go to work. So mm. we'll get you a placard. Special parking space. I don't think you can get that for ADHD. You think it would be? I mean, I don't know. You can get a, you can get a parking space for being an expectant mother. I need to walk. I still wonder though, like in this day and age, do is somebody going to challenge me if I park there? Mm, you had to challenge them back the right way. Don't assume my gender. Yep. That's, that's kind of my question, my response to a lot of things these days. I just say, don't assume my blah, 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 blah. Uh, my whole thing is just challenge people in general. Oh, I can't do that? Here, hold my beer. Watch <laughs> this. Don't assume my <laughs> sobriety. <laughs> you think I can't get this done? What do you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> you think that's air you're breathing? <laughs> it's not. Surprise. Always Triangle tell, choke, motherfucker. I always tell people, if I'm willing to bet, just, just assume I'm right. <laughs> I only gamble when I know I've won. <laughs> exactly. Stop me. I did it 20 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, I love Watchmen for that line. That's a perfect, a perfect line. Because that was in, it was a comic book written in the 80s. And it was the height of that, like, James Bond, the villain, get, tells him this whole plan thing. And he, he tells the plan to the guys. And they're like, we'll stop you. And it's like, stop me. I did it 20 minutes ago. And he turns on the TV and, like, the world's gone to shit. <laughs> Yep, so that'll do it for uh, episode 29. Next episode is 30, which will be taking place the third month of the year. Mm. Look at that. Imagine that. Synergy. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. Take it easy.
That wraps up another episode of The Mesh and the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit themenshinthemachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412-294-8557. How now, brown cow, brown cow, how now? Hello, hello, hello. This should be funnier. Oh, well. <laughs>